0: For those of you that practice gratitude journaling, get ready. You're going to be grateful for this conversation you're about to hear. I know I am. As usual, I go in thinking, this is going to be the takeaway. We're going to geek out on websites, and digital offerings, and then I get surprised with something completely different. David Thompson is the group vice president for the YMCA of Greater Dayton. David is in a unique role, at least compared to other YMCAs. It's a blend of branch operations and marketing. But man, David has a heart for the YMCA and his community and his family and everyone around him. I'm so grateful for the reminder of why we do what we do every day, serve and love. To all of my Y and J friends, thank you. Thank you for loving your people so well. Hope you enjoy.
1: People may not always remember uh, what you say but they remember how you made them feel. And I know that in my own life, if I'm doing this well, and doing it, it's, that's something that I try to put into practice because I can look back in my own life and I've been fortunate to have coaches, pastors, family members, supervisors that have all either demonstrated love or care for me. And that's really, I think ultimately, the best way to impact somebody for good and certainly when it comes to the why if we can impact not what they know about the why but maybe how they feel about the ymca i think that's how we really go about making the biggest impact in changing minds and changing hearts and being um, mission focused
0: accelerant A substance used to aid the spread of fire, accelerating or causing acceleration. This is The Accelerant Podcast. Thank you for joining me today on the show. I'm your host Saranda West and I tell you what we are jumping all across the country in season two. Today we are talking with David Thompson in Dayton, Ohio. David is the group vice president for the YMCA of Greater Dayton. David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you Saranda. It's nice to be with you today.
0: Now, David, you've been working um, with YMCAs for many years. Do you have a like the classic Y story of how you got started?
1: I don't know if it's classic or not, but certainly it would be a long story. So, my story would start with my mom actually teaching preschool classes at our local YMCA in Xenia, Ohio, back in 1975 when I was five years old. And I grew up at the Y, my mom kind of went to, uh, ended up being a program director and then a branch executive, our YMCAs that were in our community that I grew up in. And actually my first job was, I had a paper route, but then my uh, second job when I was 16 years old was working for the YMCA. And so I was a lifeguard and swim instructor at our Y and 35 years later, I am still working for an organization that I love and that I believe in. And yeah, it's been fun. And my Y journey has taken me to different places. I worked for the Toledo YMCA for about 15 years. And then I left the Toledo Y to come home to my uh, hometown Ys. I was the CEO for the YMCA Green County. We were a Rebranch operation that I later led through a merger with the Dayton YMCA back in 2008, and I've been a part of the Dayton YMCA team then since 2008. So uh, a long journey. It's been a fun journey. I don't know how traditional it's been, but it's been great.
0: I, I love it. I think that's a classic story. And actually, I'm I'm jealous. So. I hear a story like yours, how you grew up in the YMCA and actually the community that I grew up in didn't have a Y. So I feel like I get I got gypped for yeah. not being able to have a story like that. But yeah. thankfully, I found the Y later in life.
1: And you know, one little quick thing that I'll mention just for my own kids. I have three children. They're 18, 16, and 14. My 16-year-old this week, without her dad's prompting, she started her first job at the Xenia YMCA, the same place I did. She started out in our child watch. So I was just a little bit of a proud dad. Good to see that happen.
0: That's awesome. And I'm sure she'll love it. David, with your career in the YMCA, and you mentioned the merger with Dayton, and I think that's resulted in a different role for you at the Dayton Y. So group vice president is your title. Help me understand what all of that includes.
1: So I have a strange Job with with the Dayton YMCA. It blends two different roles. It blends branch operations um, with marketing. And so I am the vice president that's leading our marketing and communications for the YMCA of Greater Dayton. And then also when I serve in branch operations, I directly lead our largest membership branch, which prior to COVID, we had just over 18,000 people that belong to the Kaufman YMCA. It's the branch I lead. And then I also supervise one of our executive directors that leads our Xenia YMCA.
0: How do you context switch with a role where you're thinking about marketing and leading that team? And then I'm sure you get phone calls, hey, there's something happening at the branch I gotta go take care of right now. How do you context switch?
1: All the time. It's constant switching from wearing one hat to the next. I've been living in that context now for... 11, 12 years, and switch back and forth between them. I'm fortunate to work with great people. I have a very strong branch team of program directors and people that I have the opportunity to work with at the Kaufman Y, and then I have a strong marketing team as well. And being able to carve out some times with my staff at the Xenia Y, I spend my mornings in Xenia with that team, my afternoons on one day a week with my marketing team. And then the other days I'm, I'm with my team at, at the cost and but it can be challenging, but at the same time, each one of my days is different from the next. And so it keeps it a little bit exciting.
0: Since you are still in the day-to-day of the locations, how do you see that informing or helping you shape the marketing strategy
1: for the organization? When my marketing team and I come up with a, let's say a new membership campaign, and that we've never operated before. I could tell pretty quickly whether or not it's resonating at the branch level. Number one, does our part-time staff understand the campaign? Does our membership staff, are they executing on, on a way that we were thinking how people would execute that plan? And then the third is is being able to almost immediately get member feedback. So if I've got somebody that is coming into the Y for the first time on a new member join, and shoot, if I have the opportunity to get, be the one that gives them the tour and ask the question, how did you hear about the YMCA? And then listen to their response and have that apply to the thoughts and plans that we've put together with our marketing team. You know, I can quickly see whether or not something's working. And if it's not working, being able to adjust our our message go make a quick change on our website that's a scary thing but i do have to able to get into the back end of our website and make a quick change to make sure that we're have the right message that we want to get across to our our members and guests yeah so that that has been a fun piece to be able to watch that those two worlds intersected sometimes
0: actually i'm correlating it for myself how i work on the product team and obviously work with our customers and then try to help then get that information to our developers of, in terms of this is what we need to build. And there's so many times as you're working with a development team to try to go build something, you don't it doesn't click and you don't get it until you see it. Like mm-hmm. you have to actually be in the YMCA. And so many times we just go to our local Y and have to see it firsthand. And then it's, like, oh, now I get it. Now I can go um, fix whatever that is.
1: I tell you, with my experience in working with DAXCO, there have been a number of times where I'll see something from a marketing perspective, but then I also get to see it from a branch operations perspective and how my team and I are interacting with different products, be it the mobile um, app, be it DAXCO operations, accounting, or engage. Those are the products that we interact with the most. It's been interesting for me personally when I've been able to engage staff from DAXCO to say, hey, here's what I'm seeing and here's what I think would be helpful. And I've really appreciated over the last several years how uh, responsive DAXCO has been to the suggestions that I've personally made. It's been nice to see.
0: Thank you for saying that. And we appreciate you because we we wouldn't be successful without that. So thank you. Uh,
2: Celerant, my name is Kelsey DuPont, and I am the brand manager for Nonprofit with Daxco. Popping in here quick for some more news to help with your fundraising efforts. April 13th through 15th is the North American YMCA Development Organization Conference, or NATO for short. That's N-A-Y-D-O, not the other NATO. We are looking forward to seeing you all there. While we wish we could be together in person, we can't wait to see you all at our virtual booth. We understand that needs have changed. And for us at Daxio, that means our approach to helping solve your needs has changed too. Join our NATO Virtual Booth mini sessions throughout the three-day conference where we'll discuss strategies and tools you can leverage to be a greater change maker in your community. Our product sessions will cover how to attract new donors, convert and retain donors, manage donations, spring clean your data, and so much more. We'll also be hosting roundtable discussions on the impact of your efforts throughout the pandemic and how these lessons inform the future of the movement. Be sure to attend these sessions for your chance to win some super cool prizes. This could be $500 towards your annual campaign or a six-month free trial of our fundraising assistant. Follow along on DAXCO's social media accounts, that's at DAXCO, D-A-X-K-O, to hear the winners after each product session. So, Summing up, we'll see you at NATO April 13th through 15th. To find a full list of our sessions, visit info.daxco.com backslash NATO hyphen 2021. That's infodaxkocom backslash n-a-y-d-o hyphen 2021. Alrighty, enjoy the rest of the episode.
0: From a marketing perspective and even the branch operations, one of the things I know we've talked about is just how important that digital footprint is, especially after the last year that we've seen, right? I guess in my mind, it's just got to be even more important today in terms of that message you're getting across to the members given the pandemic in in 2020.
1: Yeah. So... We're talking about the need for a strong digital footprint, right? Prior to the pandemic hitting, that was an important piece of YMCA's success. Being able to talk to people through multiple channels and and having a strong digital presence. With when COVID hit. I think that it was critical for a YMCA to have that in place because when we were closed, having robust and active communication channels were absolutely key to being able to communicate with our members as well as our community at large. Most YMCAs around the country were asking our members to stay with us. Please maintain your membership uh, while we were closed. And getting that message across to our stakeholders was vitally important. And we didn't have time to develop a foundational communication channel while simultaneously trying to communicate to people to support the mission of the Y or to engage in our mission activities. And, And so if you didn't have that strong digital footprint, of well-laid-out website, which is just absolutely vital communication channel in my opinion, or having strong social media channels or maximizing Google or Yelp to your wise advantage. If those channels weren't in place and you had to actually then start to work on developing those in the midst of trying to make sure that you've got the right targeted message, it would be so very difficult to get out the right message to your stakeholders. Oh, and then thinking about reopening too. Trying to communicate new practices, new policies even, or to be able to listen to what your local state um, or county health officials are telling you and how to operate, and to be able to communicate that to our members so that they can feel safe when they're coming into the Y If you didn't have a strong footprint going into 2020 in the digital world, you're better now because it's so vital to our recovery and to being able to communicate people and engage them with the Y mission.
0: I think you're just highlighting all of the reasons why it is so important. How do you see that in terms of looking forward and we're in this recovery phase, do you see any major changes in that digital offering to help support the
1: recovery? Yeah, I think that for us and YMCAs throughout the country, having that strong digital footprint is important. But the things that would be, I see them going forward. Many YMCAs, be it through YMCA 360 or Virtual Y, these virtual offerings that people are talking about. And there's, I think Apple has put together their uh, virtual fitness platform. And there's been many other people that have jumped on that. That the virtual space is going to be uh, more and more important where the Y needs to be engaged in that area and uh, helping people to be engaged with us virtually. I I could see like Y's using platforms like um, Zoom. Prior to the pandemic, I can tell you that there were not a lot of my staff that were on a lot of Zoom meetings, but they sure are now and I could foresee things like our youth sports coaches meetings and our youth sports parent meetings. They don't have to be in person in our wise. and certainly giving our program directors the ability to host those meetings virtually will continue. I could uh, also see like for our board members they've been accustomed to meeting virtually through Zoom so now and once we would resume in-person meetings It would give those that may be traveling the opportunity to participate through Zoom. Oh, our our Dayton Y has been doing some virtual nutrition counseling. And so certainly we've been doing some of that too with some of our corporate wellness partners. And that's been an easy way for us to connect with people where they're at. It's a quick appointment, being able to have a quick touch point with people. I definitely see that continuing And probably the last thing that comes to mind would be like when we've all gone out to a restaurant and you've got the touchless menu now or they've got a QR code, then you scan it and it brings up their menu. Certainly, I think that Wise have a, a way to be able to learn from that so that we have more touchless ways or virtual ways that we're disseminating information to our members and the members of the public. I don't see us going backwards. Oftentimes, like when we think about the mobile phone and and how important that is to our community and, and how people engage with that, I don't see that. I only see us going deeper and deeper in with people digitally, virtually, and I think our why ultimately will be stronger
3: for it. Hello, I'd like to interrupt this podcast to introduce myself. I'm Constance Miller, Director of Research, Analytics, and Insights at DAXCO. That means my job is to surface actionable insights to help all we work with make the most informed decisions possible to drive success. We thought the Accelerant podcast would be an ideal opportunity to link the stories you're listening to from amazing people all across the country and add data to deepen the takeaways. So here we are. In the Quant Corner, where numbers and data tell beautiful stories. In this episode, David said so many key things about virtual and digital engagement that I want to dive into reviewing. In Efficient News, I spoke to trends in virtual check-ins and programming in a recent episode with Mike Cassidy of YMCA of the East Bay, a friendly recommendation to listen in if you missed that one. That means today I'm going to speak for the first time on digital marketing trends we've been following. For those new to that world, it includes things like paid advertising management, local SEO, which is search engine optimization management, brand reputation management, directory listings, and web design hosting. Before you think that's only for our marketing team, I'd offer that the importance of a strong, recognizable, and well-understood brand is indeed essential when it comes to marketing for things like member prospecting. But data shows that it's also essential for driving program registrations with those members or other program participants, increased member engagements, and even donations. So let me end with the actual trend in data here of those wellness and fitness facilities who agree with that last statement I just made, we're seeing an increase in prospect to qualified leads of 600% compared to those associations and organizations who don't focus on these areas. That's a 600% return on all the effort that David is speaking to. For a greater understanding of what's possible here and the marketing terms I just used, Check out a quick overview by going to digital marketing in the solutions section of daxco.com and have fun going down a rabbit hole with all you can do. We hope you enjoyed this interview and thanks for stopping by the quant corner. We mentioned recovery Mm
0: -hmm. and you mentioned how many members you had at the beginning, not even stats if you don't even have stats, but just are the active older adults sitting over a cup of coffee in the lobby again? What are you seeing in the
1: branches? Here in Ohio, we're still operating under the governor's original reopening rules, and so some of them can be rather restrictive. So the seating that we would have in our lobbies for our members to gather around a cup of coffee is not there. The self-serve coffee is not available for our members yet, and there's still a lot that's in place that we're not able to do. but. What we're seeing is that members are finding new ways to connect with one another, be it virtually, but in the branch too. Because here in Dayton, we've opened to the, the best that we can to our fullest capacity, even though it's limited. But we're seeing members that are still coming in and smiling with their eyes behind their masks and youth sports that are still happening and lives being changed. But Looking forward to those days when we can get back to some of the ways that we had operated prior to COVID for sure.
0: Absolutely. In terms of looking back at this past year and even looking forward, obviously you have a big role and have probably made a lot of decisions quickly. How do you personally stay healthy and happy as you've navigated this stressful time?
1: I guess one uh, take each day at a time. And I would say for me personally, as a Christian, I do my best to be in God's word daily. I also make time to be available to my family. I try to squeeze in times for exercise when I can. And I like to be able to take whatever talents the Lord has provided to me and make sure I exercise those to the best of my ability. But I would say that we're trying to seek contentment, I guess, no matter what circumstance that I would find myself in would be a key to to being happy. And yeah, over the last several crazy months, I think that's the way I've approached it. One day at a time, try and be in step with the Lord and try and love other people and be patient and kind.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I like that. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's essentially a philosophy around you you choose to be happy. Like you can look and compare yourself to other people or your circumstances to other circumstances. And it's still your choice to, like you said, be content.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So for those uh, that um, hear this conversation, and of course, the Dayton Y, you have a beautiful website and offering. I may use yours as an example a lot. But for those that you know maybe want to follow up and learn more about the Dayton Y, how, can you tell us how they could do that?
1: Sure. Visiting our website would be a great place to start, DaytonYMCA.org. You can check out our Facebook page pages or follow us on Instagram. Our marketing and communications director, uh, Jessica Valle, does a fantastic job with all of our uh, social media marketing and pages. If one of your listeners had a question directly for me, they could feel free to reach out to me at the Dayton YMCA or email me at dthompson at DaytonYMCA.org, or they could find me on LinkedIn as well.
0: Perfect. And so as we wrap up David, any final words? So keeping in mind that this conversation probably be heard by others, maybe not in an exact position like yours because yours is a little bit unique, but right, someone working with a nonprofit, working with the YMCA, trying to manage the changes coming their way, any final words?
1: Okay, so I, this might be going a little philosophical on people. I've always really tried to keep in my own mind in the way that I relate with people is that and there's a saying that goes something like this people may not always remember uh, what you say but they remember how you made them feel and i know that in my own life if i'm doing this well and doing it's that's something that i try to put into practice because i can look back in my own life and i've been fortunate to have coaches pastors family members supervisors that have all either demonstrated love or care for me. And that's really, I think, ultimately, the best way to impact somebody for good. And certainly when it comes to the why, if we can impact not what they know about the why, but maybe how they feel about the YMCA, I think that's how we really go about making the biggest impact in changing minds and changing hearts and being um, mission-focused. So that would be my best kind of words of wisdom, if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I let, you, you saying that, actually what was going through my head, the, the picture I had in my head was actually walking into a YMCA lobby because And I've been into a lot of of YMCA's, but you always walk in and there is that welcoming feeling.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Somebody that made a massive impact on my life growing up at the YMCA was my swim coach, Maria Netherton. Maria's in someplace in California right now and I'm connected with her on Facebook, but I can't remember the things that she said to me, but I know she cared about me and she cared about me as one of her kids, as a person, later as a teenager. And when I would go a little in the wrong direction a little bit. She was one of those influential people that I would listen to because I knew she loved me and knew she cared about me. And that's what made the difference. So yeah, I guess if we can do that in the lives of more people, uh, the better off we would all be.
2: Let's go do it.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Thanks, David. I appreciate this conversation.
1: Thanks, Miranda. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of The Accelerant. As always, this is about inspiring you and me. Okay, all of us. Let us know what you've learned, what you want to hear, or any other thoughts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DAXCO. That's at D-A-X-K-O or post with hashtag Accelerant Podcast. Or you can send us an email at podcast at com. We would love to hear from you. You can find Accelerant wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to hit subscribe. That simple click helps us continue to bring new episodes packed with uplifting and insightful stories. Bonus points
2: if you leave a review.
0: Let other listeners know about us and what Accelerant means to you. Accelerant podcast is a product of Daxco, serving the health and wellness community for over 20 years with comprehensive technology solutions to over 17 million members worldwide. Learn more at Daxco.com. That's D A X K O.com. Accelerant is produced by Christy Brown, Sean Ellis Hussey, and me, Saranda West. Sound and editing by Sean Ellis Hussey, visual design by Jenny Miller.